0: Oui, goodbye. Stay classy. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, the Urban Renewal Authority says the response to its latest batch of starter flats shows that many people have relatively high incomes but still can't buy homes in the private market. The industrial sector lawmaker says the trade deal with Beijing should help blunt the impact of the Sino-U.S. trade war, and the chief secretary of defense plans to overhaul tunnel charges, saying society as a whole will benefit. The Urban Renewal Authority says it's received more than 10,000 applications so far for its 450 discounted flats that were reserved for middle-class Hong Kong residents who don't own any property. The flats under the starter home project in Hongham are being sold at 38 percent below the market price. The authority's managing director, Y.T. Singh, said most of the applicants are aged between 18 and 38. He added that 70% of the applicants have assets valued less than $1.28 million. Mr. Y. said it shows many applicants have relatively high incomes, but they don't have enough money to buy a home in the private market. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Qigong, says grassroots workers are benefiting from Hong Kong's economic growth as the upcoming hike in the city's minimum wage will be higher than the inflation rate. The government has announced that starting from May the first, the statutory minimum wage would be increased by $3 to $37.50 an hour. Writing on his blog, Mr. Law said the 8.7% rise in the statutory minimum wage would be greater than the inflation rate of about 5% in the past two years. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Jung, said the government's plan to adjust tolls at the three harbor crossings is a good medicine that tastes bitter. The administration is proposing to lower tolls at the Western Harbor Crossing while simultaneously raising tolls at the Cross Harbor Tunnel and the Eastern Harbor Crossing as a way to alleviate congestion. Writing in his blog, Mr. Jung said it's a good opportunity to implement the plan in 2020 before the franchise for the Western Harbor Crossing ends in 2023. He said he believes society will benefit from the changes. The industrial sector lawmaker Jimmy Ng says a trade deal signed between the SAR and the mainland last month has offered relief for local businesses and companies to offset the impact of a trade war between Beijing and Washington. The pact, under the framework of the Closer Economic Partnership Arrangement, allows goods of Hong Kong origin to be exported to the mainland with zero tariffs. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Ng said the deal was well-timed to help local exporters. The agreement supports Hong Kong to cultivate a greater and broader export market in order to boost its own economic growth. This could be seen as the country's new measure to further support Hong Kong's economic development. The agreement is a New Year gift for Hong Kong which serves to combat the adverse consequences of the trade war and carve a way up for the trade sectors. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has warned that failing to ensure the country leaves the EU would be a catastrophic and an unforgivable breach of trust in British democracy. It comes just two days before a crucial parliamentary vote on her breakfast de- on her Brexit deal with the EU, which Mrs May is expected to lose. The BBC's Chris Mason reports from Westminster. The vote, the Prime Minister writes, is the biggest and most important decision that any MP of our generation will be asked to make. Theresa May adds, we will risk not leaving the European Union at all, desperately pleading with her colleagues to back her deeply unpopular deal. And the stakes, already towering, have grown higher. The Sunday Times reveals the government fears losing its ability to govern in the event of defeat on Tuesday. Its advisers have warned that backbenchers could seize control of parliamentary business and so, for instance, legally compel the government to delay Brexit. Julian Castro, the former mayor of San Antonio in Texas and former housing secretary in the Obama administration, has launched his bid for the U.S. presidency in 2020. The 44-year-old grandson of Mexican immigrants was long seen as a rising star in the Democratic Party. Announcing his campaign, Mr. Castro said the United States needed change. I'm running for president because it's time for new leadership, because it's time for new energy, and it's time for a new commitment to make sure that the opportunities that I've had are available to every American. Mr. Castro joins Tulsi Gabbard, who was the first Hindu to be elected to Congress, and the former Maryland Congressman John Delaney in the race for the Democratic nomination. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The White House has said a Washington Post report about President Trump concealing details of his conversations with his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin is so outrageously inaccurate it doesn't even warrant a response. The newspaper says Mr. Trump hid details of those conversations from senior officials in his administration. Sport. Italian media are reporting that Hong Kong investors stand ready to buy Indonesian businessman Eric Trohir's 31% stake in Italian club Inter Milan. Suning Commerce Group bought a controlling 68.55% stake in the struggling side in 2016. Sean Kennedy has more. Gazeta Dello Sport and Sky Sports Italia are both reporting that the potential buyer is an unnamed Hong Kong fund with close ties to the majority shareholder of Suning Holdings Group. They report that a deal could be finalised within weeks. Inter Milan have not won a Serie A title since 2010, when Jose Mourinho coached them to an historic treble, including the Champions League. They're currently third in Serie A, 14 points behind the leaders Juventus. Football, Liverpool have moved seven points clear at the top of the English Premier League after Mo Salah won and then converted a penalty to give them a scrappy 1-0 victory over Brighton at the Amex Stadium. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was happy just to get all three points. We have to do what we have to do the specific day how how the game develops so and uh, i remember uh, it's not too long ago in the uh, beginning of the season when we had our results but we were not brilliant like flying and i said always when, when in a moment is coming we will fly but until then we have to play we have to work with it that's what we have to do and um, so these one nil results they are brilliant uh, because they are, they feel so good if you win three four nil not that i would say that what was possible today but then it's immediately in your mind uh, we have to say it was not that good and we have to improve and stuff like that. Everybody knows we have to improve and we can improve, that's cool. But we're absolutely the deserved winner and that in a away game in the Premier League, that's all what you want. Arsenal are now six points adrift of Chelsea in the battle for fourth place in the Premier League and the all-important final Champions League spot. The Gunners went down 1-0 to West Ham at the London Stadium thanks to a superb 48th-minute strike from Irish teenager Declan Rice. Hammer's manager, Manuel Pellegrini, was delighted. We start the game with something that I ask for the players in every game. We must think and play as a big team. We were playing uh, against Arsenal, maybe one of the top team here in the Premier League, but we start from the first minute to try to win the game. To, we went for the three points. And finally, with a very solid performance also in defending, uh, we did it. Chelsea, meanwhile, beat Newcastle 2-1 at Stamford Bridge with Williams' sublime curler in the 57th minute, sealing all three points for the Blues. Tennis, Andy Murray's longtime rival, Rafa Nadal, says the Britons' impending retirement was a decision he had to take because of his suffering. Murray made an emotional admission on Friday that the forthcoming Australian Open could be his last tournament after struggling with a hip injury for the past 18 months. Murray hopes to play on until Wimbledon in June, a tournament where he won two of his three grand slams but he says that he isn't sure that he can play with that pain with a pain that long and the tributes have been pouring in from his tennis peers here's world number one novak djokovic he's a great champion he's, uh, he's a friend of mine that i grew up with ever since we were 11 12 years old we know each other we've been rivals and we played some epic matches uh, uh, all over the world so uh, you know, it's, it's kind of sad to know that uh, he, he might play his last Australian Open uh, but I, I do wish him all the best I know he's a father of uh, two children so uh, you know there's, there's a lot of things in, in life I'm sure to be to be grateful for. The Australian Open starts tomorrow and in the women's draw Carolyn Vozniaki is the defending champion courtesy of beating Simona Halep 12 months ago but the Romanian ended 2018 as world number one having won her maiden Grand Slam at the French Open. She could lose that ranking at this tournament, but she says she'll arrive in Melbourne in a better frame of mind than last year. A big difference, I can say, inside myself, because uh, I did uh, what I wanted to do. I won a Grand Slam, finally, and now I can say I'm a real number one, because before I said without a Grand Slam you are not a real number one. Um, I'm happy, I'm enjoying the time, and um, everything I've done last year um, made me be more relaxed, and uh, I try just to improve more in my game and um, seeing how good I can be in the future. To in the news, our top stories once again. The Urban Renewal Authority says the response to its latest batch of starter flats shows that many people have relatively high incomes but still can't buy homes in the private market. The industrial sector lawmaker says the trade deal with Beijing should help blunt the impact of the Sino-U.S. trade war. The news from RTHK. <laughs>